This episode of Warp 5 is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the non-profit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. And if you want to join in on the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode or any other, please join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi, this is Dayton Ward, author of a whole bunch of Star Trek novels, and you're listening to Warp 5 on Trek FM. Welcome, boomers, to another episode of Warp 5, Trek FM's dedicated Star Trek Enterprise podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Devlin, and I'm joined again by my lovely host, Brandy Jackala. How are you, Brandy? Oh, yay. I'm glad I was the lovely one. I thought you were just going to go straight to Brandon, and I was, I was okay so with that. So did I. I was okay with that, too. I, I now was. I'm sad. I was, but then you're, you've switched on my screen. <laughs> Whatever. I'm really sad. Oh, oh no. A twist of evil fate has made me not the lovely one. Oh dear. I'm well, you know, lovely on the outside doesn't necessarily mean lovely on the inside, so So how are you? Oh, oh sorry. What who me? <laughs> um, yeah, you. We're we're uh, we'll just say I'm fine, Patrick. How are you? Well, I'm not really feeling myself today. I I've been craving mealworms and stuff. It's very odd, very odd today. But I'm also joined by my beautiful host, Brandon Shamatala. Excellent. Yes, I am very beautiful. Um, and I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> okay. So before we get into our topic today, oh, man. Um, we had some uh, comments on Babel. Uh, Brandon, would you like to read those? So this is from our episode that we had with Larry Nemechek, where he talked about season four. Justin Ozer says, I loved this discussion with Larry. I think every time he's on, I learn a hundred new things about Trek that I didn't know before. Matthew Bell says, I thought I knew a lot about Trek, but to quote my favorite film of all time, there's always someone cleverer than yourself. I don't know what film that's from. What film is that from? No idea. Um, No? I think I know, but I can't remember. Matthew, you're going to have to message us again and tell us what movie that's from, because I don't know what that's from. And we, if it says cleverer, is that like dumb and dumber? We we are going to be know. shamed when we find out what it is. As long so. as it's not like Star Trek Four or something like that. <clears throat> no, it's not that. I can tell you that. <laughs> Janet Lee says, loved Larry as the proverbial fly on the wall, and he made some good points on how certain criticisms turn up every time there's a new version of Trek. And then she also says, sorry, Brandy, but I just can't appreciate Shran's role in These Are the Voyages when he was so OOC. I'm guessing that means out of character. Yes. 
How can an honorable man like him join a gang in retirement? Has anyone in a midlife crisis ever done that in real life? I'd rather have him not be there at all than some ruined hollow version. Tripp also suffers from the same problem. Even though Connor Trenier didn't mind Tripp's death, he admitted that he got out of worse scrapes before. I found out what movie it's from. What movie is it from? It's from it's from Excalibur. Oh, well, I haven't that, seen that. I, I haven't seen that in like 25 years. But we're going to watch Extinction tonight, so there's your connection, the X part. Yes, yes. It's like awesome. the same Perfect. Thing. It's all connected. Everything. Excellent. Yeah, so... I don't know. I didn't mind Shran's role in These Are the Voyages. I mean, it uh, wasn't the worst part of that episode. No. Well, clearly well, not the worst. I already left my comments on the Babel Conference, but basically I will always delight in anything that Jeffrey Combs does. So I don't, it doesn't really matter to me whether Shran was out of character because the whole episode is not part of canon as far as I'm concerned. Because it happened, you know, it's a holodeck version of what happened, like, what, 180 years ago? How do we know that any of this really happened this way? So, anyway. Because it was on screen. Don't care. <laughs> it was on screen, but it was on a screen. It was a holodeck version on the screen, so therefore I can't consider it canon. But, uh, but if I can enjoy Jeffrey Combs for part of it, I'm all down with that. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, we will definitely be getting to our discussion on These Are the Voyages. We're going to continue on with our our Season 4 rewatch. I think we're going to hit up Part 2 in Episode 151. Um, but we're going we're gonna to keep on trucking, and we want to make sure that we get that done by the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, so we'll be sure to talk lots and lots and lots about These Are the Voyages. Oh, because we'll there's talk. so much to talk about. Tons. Talk. Tons. All right, we also had... Two new fi- uh, star reviews, didn't we? Yes, we certainly did. Would you like Woo-hoo. me to read them? Yes. I would love to hear them. All right. Excellent. Well, our first review comes from Chris Hill. The review is titled, Love the Show. Thank you very much, Chris. And Chris says, I really enjoy what you guys discuss about Enterprise. Patrick, Bichet, and Brandy do a great job. I'm currently listening to Well, They Were Up. And I love all the insight that Dr. Trek has. I really wish that I was more into Enterprise during its initial run, but this is the next best thing. Keep up the amazing work, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. And then we have another five-star review from Dalek Slayer 101, and the review is titled My Reckoning. And thusly... Dalek, Dalek Slayer 101 says, Before I started to listen to this podcast, I thought podcasts were a drag. I had an image that it was a bunch of men in their 40s with monotonous voices talking about who knows what. But when I listen to this podcast or any podcast on Trek FM, I really enjoy it. But Warp 5 is definitely my favorite. I love the way all of the hosts of the show interact and the many guest stars. And for probably one of my favorite series, Tied with the Next Generation... I would not have any other podcast to listen to. Awesome. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. you. Thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate it. And you know what I'm going to do? I've got a little bit of a surprise here for uh, for Brandy and Patrick here that they didn't know I was going to do about this. But um, we've got ourselves a couple. I just want to say hello and thank you to some of our listeners that we have around the world. So I've called up uh, one of our episodes that has basically the most amount of downloads, which is episode 136, 50% Banana. 
Um, that's our most downloaded show with our new <laughs> our new group of uh, hosts here. And that's the one where we were talking about uh, the aliens, the Zindi, and whatnot. And so uh, we got some, you know, we got 36 people in Australia that listen to us. Ooh. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, we have one person in Argentina. Nice. That's listening to us. We got two people in Egypt. Ooh. Believe it or not. I believe it. That's wonderful. It's always interesting when you, like, you hear these countries, like, all over the world, you know, that, that you're like, whoa, cool. There's two people in Turkey. Nice. So if you're in Turkey and you're listening, we're talking to you. Yeah. Directly to you. Directly to you and, and that other person. Because there's two of you, I guess. Um, let's see. We, let's hit some up of the uh, Central Europe countries here, Central European countries. We've got one person in Switzerland. Ooh. So if, if you live in Switzerland, that's you, buddy. That's who we're talking about. One person in Portugal. Nice. Yeah, so we got people all over the world. Four people in Sweden. Great. And five in Finland. Awesome. You know, you people Finland. in Sweden... I wanted to tell you how much I love Ingmar Bergman. He's great. Maybe we'll cover an Ingmar Bergman movie on, on film night. One of his more depressing movies. Hey, Finland, thank you for giving me so much wonderful goth metal to listen to and producing <laughs> my favorite band of all time, him. Appreciate you. Excellent. Well, that's just a hello to a lot of our listeners. There's lots of listeners all around the planet, but we just want to let you all know that we appreciate you guys very much and it's really weird to know that we've got people listening all over the planet it's kind of odd to know that there's people listening to me and it, it's it's yeah it's a little odd knowing my voice is somewhere all over the world now <sighs> and Excellent. i'm perfectly okay with it i, those poor I people, love that we have a wide reach they they i those poor people have to actually hear my voice i thought that was just in america <laughs> but we, that was the only people we were punishing Excellent, right on. Well, we're doing a commentary tonight, aren't we, guys? Yes, we are. Yeah! Hey. <laughs> Patrick's thrilled it was his choice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> we're going to do a commentary for Extinction from Season 3, partly because we dislike this episode, but also partly because we haven't done a Season 3 episode for a commentary yet, so I figured it was about time that we did one. And mostly because I hate it. Well, we all dislike it. We don't hate it. We just dislike it. We'll, we'll try and be positive. So we're not quite sure how the commentaries go, but, uh, you know, we try and, when we're talking about our commentaries, we're going to try and make it so that you can just listen. You don't have to, you don't have to watch the episode as we discuss it. We're going to do our best to, uh, you know, provide insightful discussions so that you can pay attention. I'll, honestly, I've listened to all the commentaries on Trek FM and I've not watched any of them while I'm watching the episode, right? So we J Trek FM does a pretty good job usually of of uh, doing commentaries that you can listen to just as a podcast itself. Because really, that's all it is. We're just talking about some aspect of Trek anyways, right? Mm -hmm. Excellent, Absolutely. right on. Well, we've got it queued up. I've got my DVD in the computer, and I'm sharing my screen with you two. So uh, yep. we all get to watch from the one place here. And so you listeners, I'm going to give you a countdown just in case you want to listen and watch at the same time. So we've got a DVD queued up. You can go to Netflix. You can go to Blu-ray. You can go to Amazon Prime apparently has it. So are you guys ready? You guys ready to devolve into the awesome commentary? I am right, so let's ready. Let's do this. Excellent. So I'll give you the three, two, one countdown. And three, two, one, play. Thank <laughs> you. 
Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, a runny person is running through a swampy forest. He's got the I runs think the in the forest. Is <laughs> I think I think he's quite solid, actually. <laughs> yeah, but he's, or she. We're not really sure. But he's running, so therefore he's a runny person. And then there's person. green lights, night vision. I like it. Okay, I'm just going to point out that this is the third episode of the season of a season-long arc, and it didn't and it start nothing. with a previously on Trek FM. Or pre- not previously on Trek, previously on Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That would be interesting if it started with a previously on Trek yes. FM. We, so he's got these little gill things on the side of his face, which are kind of interesting. So th- let me tell you, the first time I ever saw this, though, this scene is actually really cool. When they burn him. Yeah, and that's it. That That's the last time it's cool. That's the last time it's yeah. cool. Excellent. Oh, and now there's one. Oh, the subtitles yeah. are on right from here. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. because there was no talking in the beginning. No, it's just running. Now, oh, I forgot to write down the name, but apparently this is the first episode where it actually said Star Trek Enterprise. Because the first two episodes of the season still said just Enterprise when they were originally broadcast. But they have changed it now for the DVD and Blu-ray releases so that all of season three says Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, I wish I could remember who that was online. Somebody told us that. And uh, and then I did double-check the information on... uh, Online and, and uh, memory alpha confirmed. Not that I didn't believe that person, but you know, trust but verify. If I learn anything from a mission log, it's trust but verify. True, <laughs> always true. Excellent. Yeah. So, did you guys watch this during its initial run? Like, I know Patrick, uh, you had trouble finding it, didn't you? No, it was no, Brandy. Me. Did. Oh, it was Brandy. Did. I watched the initial run. Yeah, me too. I, I missed most of season three and most of season four because of that. Mm-hmm. It was never on when it was supposed to be. So, and the thing is, you can't come into the middle of season three and understand what's happening. You just can't. So, it was very frustrating. Yeah. Here we are. There's the right, ship so coming by. The it's a warp pass. Just you know where we are. Lighting a candle. There's DePaul in her pajamas. Yeah. Again, as I've said many a times, try watching these with your seventy-five-year-old grandmother. <laughs> Georgia peach. Have you guys ever eaten a Georgia peach? Yes. Fresh? No. No. Yes. No, Are they good? because they're they're never fresh because I live in Utah. Yeah. And no. you can't. Get I live in New York. Fresh we get them about a day. Peaches. I mean, you can get them. Sort of fresh, but you can't. They're good. Them off I the like tree. them. I'm not a big peach person anyway, but. She's like really a jerk about this whole thing right here. She kind of is, but it's kind of his fault too. That's okay. She could have just tasted the damn peach. You know, I think I have an allergy to peaches. I ate peaches once when I was a kid, and I think it's the fuzz on the peaches. I got like a really itchy face. So I I don't eat a lot of peaches because of that. They also told me I was allergic to hot dogs, but I ate them anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of that, so my wife can't drink soda or Kool-Aid or any of those things because her mom always just lied to her anything with sugar she was allergic to. Oh, wow. So now she still believes yeah. it? No, but she never had it growing up, so... Woo-hoo, she I never can't be the ladies it. trip with his shirt off. Woot. <laughs> Sorry. It was bound to happen. Yeah, well. But now we get to fight. Now we get to argue about his stinky feet. Yeah. I'd be a little intimidated if she had to massage my feet, because my feet generally stink, too. I'm a little... Yeah, well, yeah. I work construction, so yeah. 
Well, and my feet are very, very sweaty. <laughs> I think, I think we've given the listener far too much information. <laughs> the listeners are okay with us and hearing about our feet. LeVar Burton directed this. I was just going to say oh, that. Man. This is directed by Reading Rainbow. He did the best he could, guys. He had very little to work with here. This isn't his fault. This is the writer's fault. Yes. I'm going to say I don't even think it's the writer's fault. It's just things get lost in translation. And, you know, nobody sets to make a bad episode. They're not like, I'm going to make this episode. And, you know, at some point, this was thought to be a good episode. And it probably just didn't translate to screen very well, you know? So so the real truth, though, is the real problem with this episode isn't even, or my real problem, I should say, isn't even the episode. It's where it is placed is so bad. In the Mm -hmm. season, you mean? Yeah. yeah, because we, you just start us off on this, on this journey into the a season long arc, and then you throw this in at, at us at se- episode three. When do you think it would have been better? Um, never. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. agree. <laughs> As it has to be no, no. a part of the season. When do you think it would have been better in the season? I still think it would have been better somewhere around the midway point. Really? If they're going to give you a break, because we talked about this when we did the. Season three, when we were, you know did four episodes in a row, this was the first show I actually was a guest star mm-hmm. on, a guest host yeah. on, guest whatever on. Um, but it would have made more sense if this had just been like because they were trying to give you a break from hard topics, but they they didn't give you enough time in the hard topics before they tried to leave and go to that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. So, and I think it would this would have done better in any series that didn't have long season long arcs. And I find it disconcerting that Trip was laying on his stomach with his face turned to the side. That would not be a proper posture to receive any kind of neuropressure treatment, acupuncture, massage, etc. No, because no, no. that's straining the neck and the spine. Bad form, guys. Consult people. I don't, I'm thinking that's not the least scientifically accurate thing in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it is something Wait, that could be what, very what could easily be worse? verified. What could be worse? Could it be worse that they find a disease that turns them into another being? Brandy, yeah. you just read um, that book, uh, uh, Last, Last First full Measure. measure? And Last Full Measure. This one, it takes place right before this, doesn't it? Is it before this or is it before the other, the first, the Last second episode? Sorry. It's before Anomaly. It's before it anomaly, takes place okay. between episodes one and two. So. Excellent. Yeah, Brandy was on and I, Literary Trek's literary number. Trek. I don't remember. Just a couple ago, <laughs> as of this being released, but. I I could look it up, but I'm yeah, I didn't have it right handy. But I'll tell you this much: I did say on that episode that you would be better to just watch episode one, read that book. Watch episode two, skip episode three, and then carry on for the rest of the season. Exactly. Although this this does play, you know, it we we, det- we determined that this was not an essential episode. Well, actually, no, we haven't yet determined that, but I'm sure we will once we get to season three. However, you know, like there are ramifications of this in the next episode. The next episode is Regine, right? And mm-hmm. you know, like they're still recuperating from this in the next episode, right? Yes, they are. You see him with the the sob for the um, for the skin rash and stuff like that. But but in reality, I thought this was. I had hoped that the guy at the end of this was going to play a bigger role somewhere down this storyline. The Roger yeah. Cross guy. Yes, but did yeah, nothing. he never came so. back. That's too bad. I like Roger Cross. We'll talk about him when we get to him. But so they finally went down to the planet since we're supposed to be doing a commentary about the episode, and now no one knows where we. Yes, are. they're on the planet. Yeah. Thank you. So they, they went back. They finally went down to the planet in the shuttle pod, which is cool. I still like that they use shuttle pods. 
Yeah, well, not for long, because they're nope. going to very quickly discover that the transporter is absolutely necessary during this season. Yes. And this is actually the first episode, I think, that they use it mm -hmm. uh, for this season. So. For this season, The yeah. transporter? Yeah. It's not the first time they use it, though. Yeah, the transporter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they use it later. Um, and to Paul even remarks, I thought you said you'd never use the transporter. <laughs> and he's like, Trip's like, yeah, well, I would have liked not to have. But yeah, but didn't he use it once before in season oh, two? Oh, he has, but he he was basically dead set on never using it again if he could. Right, right. It. So, so we got a Ooh, couple bunch of dead bodies crispy, here. Crispy, crispy guys. Yeah. <laughs> Barbecue. So, does it bother anyone else that they don't just blow this planet up if they're trying to keep people from landing on it? Um, or put a couple of boys around it, saying, "Hey, stay away!" Like warning boys. Yeah, quarantine. Stay away. You know, like even. Uh, you know, in the episode Booby Trap, there was, like, a message that said stay away, even though they got stuck. Right. Yeah, so it, it seems to me like if you've got this planet you know does this thing, and you don't have a cure for it, and if it spreads off planet, it could turn the entire universe, possibly, into this species. And you have warp technology, but you couldn't throw up a warning buoy. Really? Uh-oh. Hmm. Look, you can already see the things around her head. They're moving. Right? You can see the special effects that it's all CGI moving moving temples. It's right, but she she has a K protein or something. K cells or something like K that. K cells, yeah. yeah. They, that protect her from this problem. That Whoa, oh, boy, that, that was fast. Quick, yeah. <laughs> Reed is Dude. looking... Reed funky. was Reed a minute ago. What happened? He's looking weird now. I just want to say before, we go, go out there. before we go too far, I like this outfit on T'Pol. Yes, I do too. This white outfit's pretty cool. I like this one, and I like her blue one and her purple one. Yes, yes. Well, she so, she's all the not, ones that look like this one. She's not uh, technically a sub commander anymore, even though people still call her that because of habit or what have you. But uh, she doesn't have to wear the stupid Vulcan outfit that was ridiculous. So yay for that! And her hair's a bit longer, so yay for that. She gets to be slightly more feminine, I suppose. We got the CGI um, right, so shot there. A whole of, bunch of uh, yeah, a bunch of mus really muscle hurt. growth and bone density. That would, like, really, really hurt, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You would think, especially that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I drank water too fast once, and I, like, wanted to rip my chest apart, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I had pneumonia right. so now, once. So now they're calling, <laughs> they're calling uh, Mayweather on Enterprise, telling them weird things is happening. These guys look and like they... Fraggles! Don't totally... Down in Fraggle Rock. Boom, boom. Totally, like... Do they really? Because I don't. I think Fraggles are way cuter. Well, they're tall, weird-looking Fraggles, but they're Fraggles. Okay. It'd be like, you know, a, a dark, gritty reboot, modern version of the Fraggles. Yeah, like on HBO. Yeah, like or HBO. Or they were originally on HBO, weren't they? No, I don't think so. I think the Fraggles. No, I think they are now on HBO. I think they... Yeah, because it's part of the whole Muppet Sesame Street thing that. Yeah they're doing but i want to google that while we're talking i'm pretty sure fraggles were originally on hbo they might have been. i thought they were on abc so it would be like the gritty well, we'll reboot version out. of fraggles and now to paul got knocked out fighting them now we're gonna have fraggles having sex and he's showing full nudity and i'm just kidding <laughs> see now this is like return of the jedi how did they have enough time to make a net they're very smart yeah how long has this 
has she been unconscious? Because seriously, I don't know. It guys. just it just fades to black, and then they're carrying her. So it could have been any amount of time. Yeah, I don't think it's been that long, considering that Enterprise hasn't fully freaked out yet. It's just like, really? You guys stopped to make a net? You couldn't just fireman carry her? Um, she's not that big, not that heavy. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> so now the Paul's trying to talk to them, but they're actually still like... Uh, this is actually kind of cool about the story, is they kind of show them sort of evolving. So they're actually very primitive at this point. And then gain better communication skills and whatnot as the episode goes on. Yeah, they gain better uh, skills from the Universal Translator. They don't get better at talking. They just they keep... do because they they're having a hard time speaking to each other at the moment. If you pay attention, you... yeah, but you... watch. You'll actually see their body language and everything change as this episode goes deeper. See, I knew you could say something positive about this episode, Patrick. I can, I can. I just really don't like this episode. Well, Okay, so uh, Fraggle Rock was originally on CBC in Canada, HBO in the USA, and ITV in the UK. Oh, point for Brandon. Yes. That would explain why I never saw it when I was a kid. Yeah. We did not have cable. Yeah, I don't know how HBO. I saw it, because we definitely didn't have HBO, but I definitely watched it. It, it, it had to have been on network TV at some point, so... Yeah, it must have. And then I collected all the little toys from McDonald's. The run with the radish? <laughs> yeah. I remember those. I had all but the very last release. My McDonald's never got it. You know, Lame. I thought those things would be worth a fortune. I've got the four Lord of the Rings glasses from Burger King. They were like this glass that you put a light in. Yep, I remember. And I have the whole set, and I've like kept them unopened for, what, 17 years now, 16 years now, or whatever. I went on eBay to find out how much they are. They're like two bucks each. That's like less than yeah, what I paid I, for them. I had um, all the Pokeballs. Do you remember when they gave out the gold Pokemon coins in the ball? No. Yeah. Guess not. So... They were like seven bucks when they came out, so they have gone up, but only like ten bucks each. I could have swore they'd be worth more. So the neat thing, they, they do a very good job of acting. Like you had mentioned with their hand motions and stuff, you know, like uh, Hoshi just picked that thing. Up, I guess it was this tricorder out of her pocket, and then like was holding it with the fingers and stuff. And the way they're like hunched over and stuff, they do a good job. The way they move their heads too, mm -hmm. they're kind yeah, of no, they're, bird like in a way. They were forced to work harder on this episode than almost any other episode of the series. Yeah. The thing is, is that once they are speaking English later on, it's just like, if you're not actually looking at the screen, you're like, yeah, that just sounds like Archer. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it just sounds like Archer right there for a minute. So it's okay. There you go. Oh, I wrote, I read that as there's a Vulcan bro sign instead of that. Bro. <laughs> So, is that bro sign to to Pat? To Pat? That, that's to Pat's bro sign, yo. I got my own bro sign. I knew this episode would be worth doing. There you go. Is that like, you do like the Vulcan Vs, but you'd like put them together? Like, bro. If only. We'll have to do a picture of us all doing this. Bro. Do you think that's how Vulcans shake hands? They like put their Vs together and then... Live long and prosper. I feel like somebody has done that at some point in Star Trek, I've, unless I'm crazy. But I feel right, like so, I've seen that at some point. So they just they just they just um, noticed that there's a Vulcan bio sign, not a bro sign, and but there's three other life signs that are no are definitely not human. Mm -hmm. 
So this is the first time we get to realize their DNA is completely changing. You're the captain. Yeah, it's really and handy. And she's trying to explain the ship. Oh, there's a ship. It's up there. It's yours. It's a ship. Yeah. Urquot. It's really handy that uh, they took the universal translator this time instead of just relying on Hoshi because how convenient that she's one of the ones that gets transformed. Well, hey, in fairness, they finally gave her a role, right? Yeah, I know, but she doesn't get to be Hoshi. No, but Archer doesn't get to be Archer in this one either. Yeah, but he's in every freaking episode and Hoshi <laughs> well, didn't get enough captain. character development. Well, neither did Reed really. We know he doesn't like we Let's... know he likes pineapple. Yeah. Let's let's forget the idea that there's any character development going on in this episode. There's nothing. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is that they the other characters in this particular grouping all get more character development than Hoshi, and so putting her in this episode is not doing her any favors. Well, the only what is the other main one she gets in this season is the one where she's with that crab-faced guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Which goes to his castle, right? The Beauty and mm-hmm. the Beast episode. Urquat. Yep. I hear it's a tale as old as time. Um, he's being very inappropriate right there. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're going to kiss. <laughs> he's just it's very weird. He's sniffing her. He's sniffing her pheromones. They're, yeah, they're, it's more like the way like a dog would react to you. Kind of like that, yeah. What do you think those things are on their cheek? They look like open wounds. They're, go- they're gills. They're sucking air in the. You know what they make me think of? Going water. Did you ever see the X Files episode F Emasculata? Which is the one. Probably. It's the second season episode where there's like the. They have those pustules on their face because of the little bug. And they like explode. Oh, you mean the episode where they ripped off the thing? No, I'm just. No, kidding. not the one where they that ripped was off ice. the thing. That was ice. Yeah, the, they, yeah. They, the pustules are on their face and they like explode. And I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. Oh, wow. Can he climb that tree? Yeah, I think they're arboreal sort of creatures, and yet their si- lost city is underground. Ew. Yeah, with lots of light. Is that is that are are those eggs? What are those really? They look no, they're like they're like fruit. Yeah, with bugs in them. No, they're they're Gross. yeah, they're they got to be some kind of egg. Yeah, but an egg of what? An egg of gross. So this seems awfully <laughs> odd. He leaves Hoshi with it, but then he fights Reed for it, right? Is that? Yeah, well, yeah. maybe because he views Hoshi as weaker because she's female. I don't know how their societal structure works, and nor do I care to know. No one does, because they don't exist. Not anymore. It looks like a giant coffee bean or something, like a, or a cocoa bean. It, yeah. It does, doesn't it? But it's filled with maggots. They're rotted. Or it looks like really wet rice. <laughs> Take your pick. See, that's the I'm thing with sure episodes like this. They're like, how can we make them gross? Let's mm-hmm. make them eat something gross. It's like in Conspiracy. I love Conspiracy. It's my favorite TNG episode, but they're like, let's eat worms. <laughs> yeah, and, and now he gets really close to force-feeding to Paul, but doesn't. Yeah, I'll, I know what'll yeah. make her want to eat this. I'll stick my tongue out at her. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is what they do. Eat this. Um, <laughs> yeah. How do we know that's not a sign of affection? Yeah. I'll do that to you next time I see you, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> 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 Let's just all do. It. <laughs> that's our new greeting. <laughs> that's it. I'm doing the Vulcan bro bro sign. <laughs> yeah, you gotta okay, stick you your tongue out, put your, your hands together. <laughs> 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 
They're about three kilometers Daniel east Day of Kim. Daniel Day Kim. East, I say. Woot. And I don't know who that if other guy is, but walk. he's cute. He's the guy from Lost. <laughs> I didn't watch Lost. I watched half an episode of Lost and uh, just, just like, yeah, no one Wait. survived that plane crash. He used to work for an airline. And I'm like, no, 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 nobody survived that. Which um, which guy from Lost is he? He's uh, the, the Korean guy. <laughs> no, that's Daniel Day Kim. I'm talking about the other guy who is cute. Well, I, I don't know who that yeah. is. I'm talking about the guy from Lost, Daniel Day Kim. Oh, He's I the thought, Korean guy. Yeah, I know who Daniel See, Day Patrick, Kim is. See, Patrick, you thought the same thing I did, right? Yeah, I, I knew I knew the other one. <laughs> I don't know who that other guy is. Who's he? I don't know, but he's oh, cute. Whatever. I I did watch every episode of Lost. Yeah. And now we're. Oh. Now we're watching Extinction. Now, yeah. Oh, bright light, bright light. How come these lights aren't green like in the uh, cold open? Because it's a different uh, species in them. And a different So what? Ship. It's still night vision. Yeah, but isn't this our I... crew? Yeah, this is our crew, but I'm not sure that they're using night vision at this point. I Why? think they're just using lights. Wouldn't it make... Oh, whatever. <sighs> yes, it would make sense to use night vision, but what about this episode <laughs> truly makes sense? Nothing. So, no, that... Oh, there, that's why. That's what they see. That's how they see. So they see in red-colored night vision? They see in sepia. Yes. <laughs> sepia. Sepia? <laughs> Damn, sepia vision. Sepia vision. Oh, man, that guy just shot him down. Oh, that's going to hurt. Oh, don't break the glass! Oh, dear. Oh, to Paul. Reins him in. Wait, you don't recognize him? No kidding. And that makes him stop somehow. Yeah. Well, he's formed some kind of trust with T'Pol, so... Yeah, I guess. See, he says sub-commander. That's the second time they've used that term in this episode. Well, it's a habit. It's a habit. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a habit or a sign... Let me out of here! (laughs) Let me out of here! I wonder if he'd still be allergic to pineapple. But he's no, not, probably not. He's not allergic to pineapple. He loves pineapple. Yeah, but he's allergic to it. Don't you remember? They had to. He had. They found yeah. out he was allergic to pineapple because he takes some type of injection, right? Because oh. and he takes that so he can eat pineapple because he's allergic to pineapple. I had forgotten that aspect of it. Yes. My apologies. The wonderful B plug yeah, for no. He shouldn't be allergic to it because his genes are all changed. They should give yeah. him pineapple. He'd remember everything. <laughs> I know this. He probably also wouldn't like pineapple anymore either. Just put maggots yeah. on it. So at this point, oh, so I'm never having pineapple again either. So now they're talking about making the antivirus. Yeah, and now here comes the um, containment the jerks. ship. The jerks. Ships, mm-hmm. excuse me. Oh, there's two of them. How, how do you think that these guys feel after um, they've been trying to find a cure for this for like over 60 years and Enterprise does it in a day? Well, yeah. humans are <laughs> Four awesome. Hours. Humans are just awesome. There he is, Roger Cross. Yeah, but were they, He's Denobulin. <laughs> were they really trying to find a cure or just blowing people up, calling no, a cure? No, they said that they have been trying. No, I know what they said, but do we believe them? I would think so. I don't believe them. They look like I don't liars believe to them me. now, but I mean, I believe that they started out trying to find a way to cure. Yeah, it. of course they would have. 
So I remember Roger Cross from 24. I'm going to put that out there because that's what I, I know him for. I love 24. I remember when 24 started, I was hooked on that show. I was freaking out and telling yeah, everybody, me. you got to watch 24 when season one started. Me too. I, I actually bought all the trading cards. Trading I the, cards? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Mug. They had trading cards for 24. Really? What? Yes, Why? Yes, they did. Because it's an awesome show. Um, I bought the, the coffee mug, for the, like the CTU coffee mug. The bank book cover, because, you know, back then we still actually wrote checks. Wow. Okay, technically they said they've been studying this virus right. for over 60 ha. years. So, yeah. So they've done nothing to stop it. So they must feel really stupid then when Enterprise is just like, here, we figured it out. <laughs> Bro, this is it, right? Less than just a day. Flux is pretty darn good. He really is. So it took them like an hour to make them fully whatever this race is, but it, apparently it's going to take hours and days for them to get over the effects, which is weird. Not to me, because it only takes a short amount of time to get a sunburn, but it will take weeks for that sunburn to fully heal. So I guess this isn't quite a sunburn. No, but it's a fraggle burn. That kind of that kind of genetic change, though it could happen quickly, would take longer to heal. It always takes longer to heal from Look, anything. Star Trek's worse CGI. Is it though? Yeah, it really is. Look at it. Is it the worst though? It, it, we, it, yes. We haven't seen anything worse than this. Uh, this is the worst. In Star Trek. It's terrible. Or just in Enterprise. Well, no. Okay. You have to compare it according to the time in which it's in. Right. Okay. And it's the worst. If you say so. It's the worst. Look at it. I don't know. I think it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's not a matte life, painting, right? Like, you would usually have done a matte painting in a previous series, right? Yeah. What? Oh, it was a dream. Oh, good. I knew that was coming was a... when I saw Archer confronting Archer. <clears throat> I'm like, what's going on? Because I don't remember this episode. I forget it every time I watch it. They definitely did that reveal entirely too quickly, too. Yeah. He turns the corner and then, poof, he's asleep. Yeah, well, that's... Urquat. Urquat. Austin. You know what? We're not going to call you Tapat anymore. We're going to call you Urquat. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> because I... I'm Tapat from Urquat. There we go. That works. Because I can't... And I can live there because I have K-cells. Yeah, and I can't lose that Vulcan bro sign, man. That's just... No, that's it. I got a bro sign. <laughs> we got to have that. I wonder if that's like, you know, the, the origin of the K-cup. <laughs> the K cells. All right, so she's trying to explain where they're from. I'm, I'm really trying to stay on topic here. We're doing a horrible job. Yes, um, Tapal just keeps plugging away, yeah, trying to just, get him back to Enterprise. Well, she's got a one-track mind. Well, she is very logical, so. Well, at this point, it'd be, it'd be logical to find Urquat and just show them it's dead. Yeah, well, she doesn't believe that Urquat actually exists yet. She doesn't so. believe in time travel either. She was wrong. Yeah, she finds that out later. You know, when Enterprise was coming out, I totally thought Phlox was going to be a Cardassian. Really? Yeah, just because of those ridges around his head. I'm like, dude, they got a Cardassian on the ship? Huh. Yeah, I guess. But that wouldn't really make sense... Story-wise. No. It wouldn't, because I don't think Earth would have even known about Cardassia at this point. No, I don't think so. However, 
We never heard of Denobula really either. So do we think Trip does a good job as a captain in this episode? I do. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's such a crapshoot. Yeah, but he's also very... He's he's sort of channeling Archer in the whole protecting of the crew, etc. He may go about saying things in a different way just because of who he is, but his his end goal is what Archer's would be. So I think he's carrying the captain torch very well. And I don't think he likes doing it, but he does it because he's, you know, the commanding officer at this point, mm-hmm. the next in line. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I don't think he wants to be captain at all. No. He doesn't want to be dealing with this guy. He doesn't want to be putting up with the, we're going to shoot those your people and kill them because they can't leave. He wants none of this. Oh, yeah. He, we're find these people and examine them. Right. Uh-huh. Really believe you. <sighs> I have a forehead ridge. That's what designates yeah. me as an alien. Someone should just teleport him to the surface. That would solve the problem. Mm-hmm. That was nice that the crewman looked at Trip for... for... Uh, Confirmation. Confirmation. That's what I was looking for. Two-hour time limit. That's pretty fast that he's got to do that. Considering they've been studying it for generations. Yeah. So. And I'm sure they're sharing no information. Yep. So now the rule, the rules are not the rules. I read rules. <laughs> I said rules. So they can't bring everybody back up, but they can't stop anyone from going back down with the transporter. And then Trip runs away. Good thing away. they had those peaches at the start of the episode. Good thing I he know. convinced her to bite it. The moral of Check the story is always eat your peaches. Mm-hmm. Yes. Chekhov's gun. I'm telling you. Chekhov's what, peach. You, Chekhov's peach. If you if you show it in the beginning, it better pay off later. Really? She just put it in a bowl and set it way up on a shelf? What was she going to do when it started going bad? I told you, she's a bit of a jerk. I mean, why didn't she just eat them or get rid of them or take them to the chef? She's being a jerk. She took a bite. No, because she put it down to do the whole Vulcan nerve pinch. Gotta watch with my grandmother's scene and horrible nightmares to come. (laughs) She's like, I don't want your gross peaches. I'm just going to put up on the shelf here. Oops, I forgot She's about like, it. It went more moldy. I brought those from Earth. Yeah. <laughs> those were We're fresh. not going back there forever. <laughs> we're going to be away from Earth for months and months, you jerk. I put these in cryogenic freeze and brought them out to thank you for your massages. And to say I'm sorry. All right. Uh-oh. Ooh, what All is right, that? All right, now we have other weird dead body. Look, it's Red Skull. <laughs> It's Red Skull from <laughs> Avengers, from Captain America. Look. That's where he ended up when he grabbed hold of the Tesseract. Now we know where that... No spoilers, but now we know where those scenes come from. Yep. They were on Urquhart the whole time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who knew? This doesn't look like Anyone Archer's wants to know dream. where he is, he's on Urquhart. <laughs> Duh. Of course it doesn't look like Archer's dream. <laughs> what? That's not the same picture? <laughs> The city didn't look like that? <laughs> so I've, I've been playing Timelines, and they had like a, a special bonus thing a little while ago where you could get an Urquhart Hoshi as like oh, a character. Wow. No. That's lame. Yeah. I don't know why. 
I have a I have a Tom Paris Salamander from uh, Threshold as one of my crew. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of that, I got um uh, John Delancey's autograph on his card for the Q. Look at how Hoshi's nice. standing. Is she not just like a stuck up teenager? She's like, Ugh. no, she really is. <laughs> Jeez. Just like Ugh, I am too cool for you. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and text. It's like, are you done here? I'm bored. <laughs> It's either that or she's an electrical apprentice. <laughs> Easy to get them confused. You would know. You have no idea how easy it is to get that confused. She's either a teenager or an electrical engineer apprentice. <laughs> Who works in New York City. No one has lived here for um, a very long time. Yes, yes, we got that. The dead body is a giveaway. No, no, uh, the dead Red Skull didn't give that away. So is that what they actually looked like? That's not what the first one... Oh, but the first one was set on fire. Yeah, well, and that one was um, not an original... That skull does not match anyone who's turned into this species. Well, that's because they, the, these guys, the dead bodies, those are the originals. Right, and this is kind of like Alien with the xenomorphs, right? Like, So the xenomorph yeah. hugs your face, and then it like makes part xenomorph, part whatever... And that's why in Alien mm-hmm. 3, which is a good movie, everybody, you get the dog-looking one because, you know, it... No, but I don't, I don't agree with that because in this episode, their, their DNA completely changes. It completely yeah. changes to Urquuman. Yeah, but it should look like whatever the originals were. Well, I think Because there's, there's no human DNA left. They're still mutating, according to Dr. Phlox, and that's why he has to get to them within the next two hours before they devolve more to the point where their original genome is gone. So they're, so they're still evolving, yeah, well, yeah. whatever. Yeah, they're still changing. Like like Jordy in Identity Crisis, right? When he's turning into that yeah, invisible Lord. guy. <sighs> you guys don't like that episode? That episode. No, oh, I, I love that episode. Hey, look, the lights are green again. Yeah, yeah but well, those are the, the those are the jerks. other guys. I I understand this, but I like green lights. Have you not understood this yet? Yeah, but it's a very Vulcan thing. But but often green in science fiction signifies bad guys. I, I understand this, but that's stupid. It's night vision. And the Romulans also don't like the the side of green because it makes them think of their blood and. That means bad. Well, yeah, and in, in like the fiction and stuff, like green alert is like red alert for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Because they are a copper-based entity. Boy, sp- kick speaking that of guy. electricians. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gonna smash his head in, uh... Captain. Do it. This is oh, definitely no, not the Fraggle that. Rock you want to visit. Down in this Fraggle no. Rock. No, I don't want to be a Fraggle. I just want to hang out in their area. Yeah. Well, you can go down in a containment suit. The only thing we're missing is a giant dog <coughs> to chase you back into the Fraggle Rock area. And then he's like, oh, no, my suit got ripped. Oh, no. Oh, poor baby. That's it for me. Guess we'll have to blow him up, too. Yeah, just burn him alive. Flamethrowers. They really don't have anything more efficient than flamethrowers. Well, That's what they use I mean, in aliens. It works. 
It works. Oh, there he's gone. Well, is it? He was already changing though. His eyes were already changed. Oh yeah, he was already changing because this takes hold very, very quickly, as we saw earlier in the episode. Uh oh, we're surrounded. Oh noes, oh noes. What are we going oh, no. to do? Lots of green lights. So the real moral of this story is: don't be different, or they'll burn you. Mm-hmm. Right. That is true. And for some reason, they take the Paul out of this. Well, they said that they weren't going to harm her because... Um, she, she's she still was, a carrier. She is still a carrier, but they weren't going to kill her. And Transporter saves the day. Woot! I love how these things don't affect the suits at all. Just phaser fire after phaser fire. Well, they hit, no were probably suit. set to stun. Should still ruin the suit. Yeah, but stun doesn't. So does that ever does that ever bother anyone else? I mean, I I know I know, stupid me. I shouldn't be trying to make logic out of some of the science. <laughs> but stun should should be a setting on humans, right? Like it was set uh, off of humans. Right. How do we know my stun doesn't kill someone else? You because don't. it's Star Trek, and we're good people in Star Trek. I know, but it never does. Like just once, I want them to go. Oops. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because sometimes full blast doesn't hurt, but stun never accidentally I'm sure kills. that there's been times when they've... I, I remember that there was a time, I think it was a TOS, when they had it set on stun and they killed somebody. I can't remember which episode off the top Maybe. of my head. I, I don't know. Is, I, I, don't, I haven't rewatched TOS as much as I probably should have, so I'll have to defer there. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been through it. Probably, I think, a couple years since I went through the whole original series. Eventually, I will get back to it. And oh, they're warping out. Warp That's four. it. Warp four. To infect the and galaxy. it's not fast enough. What if they did let it loose? That'd be a whole different type of Star Trek. Yep, it would no longer be... There would no longer be anybody except for these guys. <laughs> or Quat Trek. That... <laughs> no. That's bent mirror universe. Oh, boy. Instead of broken mirror, just bent. Right. <laughs> we, we, you got, we got mirror, broken... Bent, concaved, which means the same thing. Upside down? Go with I it. don't think that matters. <laughs> Upside down. Clown mirror. There you go. The one where if you jump, you look skinny, then you fall back down, you look fat. Mm. That mirror. There's a whole lot of universes. See, their weapons are green, too. That. Yes, their weapons are green. Yeah, because they're bad. And actually, they're, I don't know. They're probably copper-based. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Drop out of warp. Copper-based <laughs> weapons? We no, both want he, the same uh, thing. Anyway. Yeah. Because He's yelling, we need more time. I can't do it. <laughs> and now Archer's back. And it's like, what the age? Oh, and the hero comes to save the day. He still has a little forehead ridge going on. Archer has a lot of yep. forehead ridge in this series. Like, he gets the Klingon ones, too, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And then he gets veins, you know. And, and she doesn't have the forehead ridge, but she has the ones, like, on the cheekbones. Hoshi. Yeah. Archer has a little bit of cheekbone, but a big forehead ridge. Yeah, you jerks. And that, that was Tripp's mic drop right there. He's like, see? Told you I needed some more time. Yeah. So do you want the cure? Huh? Do ya? All right, so now here's the only bit of little tiny, tiny, tiny bit of character anything we see in this whole episode coming up in a moment. All right, more than a moment. I'll, we'll get back to this. Well, now you got me anticipated on the edge of my seat. Why? It's so minor and useless. 
So now he can't eat anything because his stomach is still there. Pineapple. <laughs> Pineapples with maggots. <laughs> so he asked, he asked him if he wants to eat any worms. Moth larvae. Moth larvae. Moth larvae. That's what it is. I couldn't remember the exact terms. Yeah, well, there's so still he, worms. Okay. Here comes... That's true. So here comes the little bit of something that tells us someone's a somebody in this episode. <laughs> that, that didn't, that didn't, this didn't make them just jerks. <laughs> what is it? That they're taking the day off? Watch. Okay. It's coming. As soon as, as soon as uh, Reed will get the heck out of the damn room. Well, don't make him watch because not everybody's watching. you got to tell us. I, I will when it happens. And now they're going to destroy the mutagenic virus. And Archer complains that that would actually be wiping out an entire race. And they're already wiped out? Yeah, but they're not. Technically, the genome still exists. Right. So if he were to... This is the last bit. And he talks about how the... the Whoever the containment ship... What, what Did they give us a race name for them? I don't think they did. Okay. That does look cool, though. That's a cool prop. Yeah. Like a little thingy with a purple thingy inside. Oh, it's a, it's an infinity stone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, now we know why Red Skull was here. Yes! It all comes together. Look at this. Look at this foreshadowing they had for Marvel. So much they went to a property they didn't even own and put stuff Okay, in. well, I just want to make one last so. comparison here because I know nothing about Marvel. Okay, so if this alien race did this as a last-ditch effort in order to try and get themselves to be remembered... Then this episode is Enterprise's inner light. Yep, that's exactly what I thought when I was rewatching this for this episode. Yes, true. So, but, but not anyway, as good. So, so this point, not as good. No. This not even close. This, so this moment, he saves a species from extinction, and that's my point. What if that thing falls off in the middle of a Zindi battle? It definitely does, and then they go extinct. But we didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Or else everybody dies. So, because we all know now that that other race is going to wipe out that virus on the planet, right? It's not going to exist once they figure out how to destroy it. Right. Excellent. So. Associate producer, David Rossi. Ah. Rossi or Rossi? It's, it's Rossi. Oh. So not your friend. Hey, Brandon. I'm going to say I listened to an early episode of uh, The Ready Room, and Chris Jones says it Rossi as well, so... Well, Dave says it Rossi. He says it so... wrong. <laughs> okay, he says his own he name says wrong. It wrong. Good to know. <laughs> All right, now we roll credits. Yeah. Thank you. See, that wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. Yes, it was. It was fine. It really wasn't. Excellent. Yes, was. A lot of these people we've talked to. I mean, like we had Mike Sussman on the show. We had Phyllis Strong on the show. You know, so it's good stuff. And we had Dave Rossi on the show. Well, there we go. That's the end of the commentary. My DVD is now stopped. So. Yes. And for those of you who are still with us and watch that episode, I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. There's people who like it. You know, everybody's worst episode oh. is somebody's favorite episode. I'm sure there's somebody out there who thinks this is the best episode of Enterprise. I don't. There is someone. There's one um, person. I would, I would say that a lot of people don't hate it. I would, I would agree with that. I don't know if there's anyone who says this is their favorite episode. There's somebody. There is somebody out here. Out, out, in, out in the I want to unknown. meet that person. Well, if this is your favorite episode, please come to the Babel Conference so I can fly to wherever you are and shake your hand. Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to say this, you. okay? Based on some recent episodes that we've watched, I would rather watch this 
than Judgment. And I would rather watch this than Stormfront. Nope. That's me. No, I'd still rather watch Stormfront. I definitely want to watch Stormfart more than all of them. (laughs) But I still would watch Stormfront. See, it's hard, isn't it? Over this. It is. It is now. It is. Yeah. Yes. It's hard now. I made it hard for everyone. I'm so sorry. It was just... It's fine. I wasn't even on that episode, and I can't say <laughs> I it. Didn't, I didn't mean to do it. It just happened. It's. I listened to that episode, and it's become a problem. Excellent. All right, so now what? Do we, I guess we don't really do final thoughts, No, right? I don't have any more thoughts on it. We can move on. Good, because no one does. <laughs> no one in this group, anyway. And that is my final thought. There's no final thoughts. Excellent. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Well, f- space fraggles are not the only thing we're discussing here on the network this week, so please take a listen to this clip and see what else you may have missed elsewhere on Urquat FM. Previously on Trek.fm, the orb. All right. And as for Avery Brooks's ability to portray this mirror Cisco in a way that was believable to everyone awesome. else, I mean, it's it just, awesome. It's his personality. It's yes. Like he's in a way better. As a mirror, it, then he is yeah. his prime, right? Continuing mission. I saw his Romulan Stormbird uh, <laughs> ship, uh, which is impressive, I have to say. You know, it can a good looking ship, yeah. Yeah, it is a good looking ship. It's a good looking ship. Awesome firepower. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it, 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 it is Starfleet's worst nightmare in our in our film. Uh, at least until a certain point, when St- Starfleet, uh, I guess, regroups and makes a comeback and figures out how to, to beat Stormbird. To the journey. I think what I love about the Captain Proton sequence is it's such a Tom and Harry bromance thing. It's like Geordi and Data playing Sherlock Holmes on The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. It's so charming. Would you be Captain Proton or would you be Buster Kincaid if we were doing Captain Proton right now? I can't be one of the good guys. I'm sorry. You would be Arachnia. Or no, you would be um, Chaotica. I think I'd be Chaotica's henchman. Oh, okay. Yes. I see that. Yeah, because I, I don't want to be the fully evil dude who's everybody, everybody's trying to destroy. I want to be the guy behind the evil dude. See, I could totally pop out and go, the jig is up. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Captain Proton is here. I'd be a great Captain Proton. Oh, no. I saw you more as Buster Kincaid. <laughs> oh. Oh, really? I'm a Buster You're Kincaid? A Buster. Oh, man. Thanks, Suzanne. <laughs> Isn't that the way of, of things in life? You view yourself as a Captain Proton, but really you're a Buster <laughs> Kincaid. <laughs> Standard Orbit. To me, Star Trek history is like North Earth history. It's like, oh, yeah, well, in 2265, the Enterprise looked like this. That's ridiculous. That'd be like if you make a movie about New York in the 1950s and the World Trade Center is there. Like, oh, well, that's wrong. That's not how it was, you know. But I have to remember that this is fiction. And we're all here to have a good time. <laughs> and that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out all these shows and join in the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and Urquat. You'll find us wherever you get your eggs with worms inside of them. And podcasts, too. If you're an Apple user, please be sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they're published. And please leave us a star rating or a written review, or we will infect your city with Urquat disease. 
If you're not an Apple user, Urquadians. What's that? Urquadians. They're not Urquadians. They're called something else, but I've already forgotten what it is. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and most third-party apps, and you can stream and download the MP3 from our website or grab the RSS link as well. Brandy, do you want to tell them about the Babel Conference? I will so tell them about the Babel Conference because that is one of the best ways for you to share your thoughts on today's show. Uh, so the best place, obviously, going to be the Babel Conference, which is our listeners group on Facebook. Just go to the search field on Facebook and type in Urquat. No, I'm kidding. Type in Babel, B-A-B-E-L, and then Urquat, and it should come right up. And if you'd like to send us an email instead, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Urquat. It will come right to us. You will also find the network on Twitter at Trek FM and on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm slash Urquat. Okay, that's none of that's true. And give your computer a virus. Yes, it will give your computer a virus that will mutate it from a Mac into a Windows computer, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Yes, finally! <laughs> Where do I get that? Shut up. <laughs> I hate this Mac. Well, that makes me sad. Okay. Brandy, where can people find you when you're not mutating into a weird-looking alien? Ooh, and, and Hoshi was starting to get, like, claw hands, so that was cool. Uh, you can find me lurking in the Babel Conference from time to time. I will pop my head up every once in a while. And you can also find me from time to time on the 602 Club. If you want to know how I felt about Infinity War, check out that episode that was last week. Uh, week before last, actually, now when this is coming out. I also do a podcast with my lovely husband, Dave, called the Dark Corner Podcast, and we do have our own domain now, which is darkcornerpodcast.com, where you can find that. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Brandywine12. Brandy is with an I, and 12 is a number. So you can stalk or lurk about uh, however you prefer. Patrick, where can people find you when you're not finger-eating maggot egg? Okay, so I, I can do that and be on the Babel Conference, so I might be having a little snack while I'm on the Babel Conference. Poke my head up in there once in a while. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at MagicDrop5. The 5 is a number. Uh, it's all one word. And you can find me elsewhere on the network on The Edge with uh, my co-host Amy Nelson. And that's it. And Brandon, when you're not standing around with a bunch of sass like a 15-year-old girl or an electrical <laughs> apprentice, where can people find you? <laughs> Like, uh, you can find me, like, on Twitter, like, <laughs> at Brandon Matella, you know, like, and, yeah, like, with my friends, like, Chris and Tom over, like, on the Good Evening podcast, like, eh? Man, you're a terrible 15-year-old girl. <laughs> oh, Unlike Jack Black, nice apparently, thing. according to my listening of the podcast with Brandy. So good, seriously. Watch Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. You will thank me for it. I listened I to the promise. podcast, but I didn't see the movie. It's so fun. It's just so fun. <laughs> Sorry. Well, if you'd like to keep all of our shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron on the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash trekfm. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N-U-Q-U-A-T. 
youtube.com slash trekfm to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more. Available through our special patrons website, Patron Zone. And if you subscribe at the $75 a month level, you get free maggot eggs sent to you in the mail. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Someone will do that. We'll get sued. Just, Just kidding. kidding. Um, it requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these show each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. And at this time... How did I end up with no parts? Um, you were too slow, man. Too slow. <laughs> too slow. We took it away from you. Mm-hmm. At this time, we would like to thank the wonderful associate fraggles of Warp 5, Norman C. Lau, Floyd Dorsey, Mike Morrison, Tim Cooper, Justin Ozer, Mark Flessa, and Joe Saltzman. We love you guys down in Fraggle Rock and beyond. Yeah, and by the way, those people are called the Lokek, and you wouldn't even believe how it's spelled. L-O-Q-U-E-Q-U-E? Nope. L-O-Q-U-E apostrophe E-Q-U-E. Hey, I was pretty darn close. You were very close. That wasn't bad. I wouldn't have gotten anywhere near that, but anyway. Lokek. So that's all we have for you this week. Uh, Keep calm and boom on. Excellent. So I'll give you the three, two, one countdown and three, two, one, launch. Oh, and it's a DVD, so I'll give you. I gotta do that again because it's one of those DVDs, so it takes forever to start up. Unlike, you know, unlike uh, a Blu-ray or something like that. So true. Well, I'll try that. Three, two, one, play. All right, so there's five seconds, six seconds, seven seconds of blackness, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve. Is there a show here? I don't here? know if this is going to work. Maybe there's something up with the DVD. It was working before you tried to start it again. I don't have any picture. Frickin' technology. Okay. This is how I want to watch Extinction. Okay, no, here we go. No, Let's. He fixed all it. right, here we go. Now, hey, I'll give show. one more countdown. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Why Three. don't we? Why don't we pause? Wait. Why don't we pause it when we get to the the beginning That's of the? That's what I did, and then it didn't the, play. So here, we'll try one more okay. time. We'll do another countdown. We'll edit out this garbage, and we'll put it as the stinger. <laughs> Freaking DVDs. Okay. We'll try again. Here's your countdown. Three. Two, one, play. Yay! <laughs> Hold on, I can't get my... Hold on. You can't get your thingy? I, I was going to say I can't get my thing up, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> That's another stinger. <laughs> <laughs>
entirely not what I was talking about. I just can't get Chrome to open up. Oh, I can't wait to be able to turn the air conditioner back on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll get started because I got it up here.